world, it's the ladies of Nerditude again. My name is Jill. And I'm Francine. Did you miss us? Aw, I missed us. I missed us. <laughs> it's um, been a trying couple of weeks. There's been a lot going on. Sure has. Sure <laughs> has. Um, we had to postpone this episode due to my illness because I caught COVID. Oh. Worst. Uh. And Through no it, irresponsibility of your own, it was just that random, like, you know, you know just sometimes it just gets you. Yeah, and I, I went, what, two and a half years without getting it, so, mm-hmm. and I had my shots and my boosters and all that stuff, so it couldn't, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, um, but it was still, it still sucks. Yeah. And um, I'm still kind of getting over it, so apologies in advance for sounding like a frog and potentially mm-hmm. coughing. But yeah. I'm doing my best. Here we are. You're powering through for our listeners. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I'm going to get a cough drop real quick. Amazing. Yeah. Girl, All right. you are a superhero right now. Dude. <laughs> Life is hard. Yeah. So, um, so let's take it back to a simpler time. <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> I love going back to a simpler time. Hmm. Um. Today we are talking about the full series, because now the full series has come out in this Mm -hmm. lovely U.S. of A. Uh, It's available. We're talking about the full series of Dairy Girls, which uh, we have only since in the past talked about season one. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have a little bit of a gap because there are three seasons total. So we'll be kind of talking about like season two, revisiting season one, and of course talking about season three as well. on top of that, you have a fun angle on this whole experience. Sure um, do. <laughs> you have a unique perspective at this moment. Yeah. Um, so the actually the day before Series 3 it was available in the United States, I got on a plane and went to Ireland. Woo! <laughs> so Amazing. It was perfect timing. I, I watched... Uh, the season on the way over because it was available on the plane. Mm-hmm. So I watched it on the way over there. So I was all caught up by the time I actually got to Ireland. And then uh, part of our trip, we did not get to Derry, which was a bummer. Yeah. But we got very close. And we did go to Northern Ireland. And I did go to Belfast. And I did go on a tour of Belfast that had a lot to do with the Troubles, which is... Um, I mean, the premise of Dairy Girls is mm-hmm. like it's it's going on during the Troubles of Ireland. So that's what I got. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So you've like been to some of the places referenced, <coughs> in the show. Yes. Um, you know, obviously like what 30, I can't even math right now. 30, almost 30. Uh, yeah. Ended in This 97. was in the late 90s. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. Um, but those are now like historical sites and, and they do like uh, tours and, and things like that. Yeah. It's still a bit of a problem, but yeah. it's not as, as, as it was depicted in the show. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. So that's fun. And um, you got to, to kind of experience the, the history and the present of that place mm-hmm. um right alongside of Wales, <laughs> almost <laughs> i'm so sorry oh your poor poor respiratory system i'm so oh. sorry i'm trying i know it sounds disgusting and i apologize yeah um 
So we've talked about Dairy Girls in the past. We talked about season one when they were just little itty bitty, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> beginning high school children. And they kind of matured over the course of the show to where they are in season three, which uh, they are, you know, graduating. They are. 18. Yeah, they're coming of age to vote right when, uh, you know, the um, the voting was happening in Northern Ireland and, and all of that stuff. So they really set the show at a very critical time in both their characters, like personal lives, right? Like going from, you know, that high school journey from like 15, 16 to like 18, super uh, formative. And mm-hmm. they are coming up during this like very significant time for the place and the the time that they lived in. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, all of that, and it's a comedy. So go think, you know, like all of that sounds very serious and very dramatic. Um, but at its heart, like it's freaking hilarious. So I think it's they, just like about how life goes on. Yeah. Even against that kind of backdrop, because most people are just living their day-to-day lives. Not everybody mm-hmm. is directly involved. And it's kind of like in the first season, you know, when they have the Ukrainians come. And it's like they, they're the only other people who can kind of understand. Like, yeah. this is just an ongoing thing. We just, this is how we live. You know, mm-hmm. it's been going on forever. And I'm yeah. sure, like, people in Afghanistan and places like that understand, too. So, but it, I think if they hadn't put some comedy in it, it might have been maybe too dark for most people. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Well, and like telling the the story through like the lens of these teenage girls who are pretty self-centered. I mean, they're teenagers, you know, like they're they're like that's just going to naturally make it absurd at certain points. And like there's comedy in that because they're these teenage girls that are like dealing with things that every teenage girl deals with. You know, they're like having relationships, they're crushing, they hate their teachers, like they're they're just living their lives, like you said. And it's kind of hilarious to watch a show about these like really awkward teenage girls who are like, you know, loud and opinionated and wrong very often. And they're just like living their lives, um, but against this like very serious backdrop. And even their parents and their grandparents' generation are like, they're still people. They're ridiculous. They're funny. They're often wrong too. You know, like they're living their lives and they're doing things and they're interacting intergenerationally and it's silly. But yet it always has this sort of like tone of like, hey, but there's real shit going on. And like, that's life. I loved it. I I also like that they have uh, Grandpa Joe and they've got, you know, the parents and then they've got the kids. And I like that, especially in the flashback episode of the moms, which I fucking loved. um, (laughs) I like that it shows how all three generations have been like, this has been going on long enough that all three generations have come at it from different perspectives yeah and when it started for like you know for the for the dairy girls of the show like the younger generation this has been all they've ever known mm-hmm. the parents kind of remember before and then joe remembers everything before and how it started and all that kind of stuff so i always think that's really interesting to have them all in one house and how they all react to things and or don't react to things Yeah. Yeah. They make light of, you know, like Grandpa Joe, like he's a he's a comical character. He's funny. He hates his son in law. You know, like he's very like uh, Mm -hmm. 
just silly and funny, but then he'll come out with these sort of like nuggets of wisdom and these like very serious moments. And I think they just struck such a good balance between Mm -hmm. the two, even like Orla's mom, Sarah, like she is a ridiculous character, right? Like she's just (laughs) hilarious and silly, but sometimes she says something and I'm like, Ooh, Sarah, that was actually like really insightful and smart. And she'll immediately like, you know, make a 180 and say something ridiculous right after. But like you can tell that they really have lived during this time. And like it's impacted all of them in different ways, even mm-hmm. if they don't always show it or they like make light of it because what else are you going to do? You know, it's just they're They feel like such real people. And I would so hang out with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also... Uh, once I got into researching the cast a little bit, I was surprised how many of them were actually from Northern Ireland. Mm. And so I also thought that was really cool because I'm sure that in some ways they were probably, you know, drawing from actual experiences they had because even though they don't look it, a lot of them are in their 30s. Yeah. So yeah. the girls, like the 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 teenagers, uh-huh. <laughs> you mean, yeah. Yeah. Like Claire's like 35. Yeah. And I was like, she... damn, girl. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> what moisturizer is that? Like, <laughs> right? Can I can I just be you for a minute because I'm in my late 30s and she looks younger than me and I like significantly younger than me and I can't believe it. Um it's insane. Uh but yeah, I I think this was a great show if you're looking for something that's like feel good but also sort of historical. Some if you're like a 90s nostalgia person, like I feel like this hits a lot of sort of cross sections of um what people would enjoy. I think Americans don't really know that much about the show. Having mm-hmm. it on Netflix helps, but like if the algorithm doesn't present <coughs> it to you, um you know, it might be something that you would miss. So I'm glad that we got to watch it um, because it's it's just wonderful. Well, I, I thought I thought it was hilarious because, like, obviously most people who were on my flight over there were American. Right. Um, but so I sat in the very, very last row of the plane so I could see everybody else's TV screens <laughs> and like like 75 percent were watching Dairy Girls. Like nice. everybody was in it they were getting like i need to know what's going on so what is this magic yeah that's great um and i think it helps that the woman who plays claire nicola Mm -hmm. coughlin is that how you say her last name oh i'm gonna butcher so so many names i think i think it's nicola colin yeah um (coughs) she was in bridgerton which I yes. think helped a lot of people who didn't know about Dairy Girls, but saw her in Bridgerton and then like, you know, you IMDb her, you look her up. Mm-hmm. And that I think is how a lot of more people discovered um, the show. It, yeah. They were also uh, on the Great British Baking Show Christmas special uh, last yes, year. Yes, and it was amazing. <laughs> Which was awesome. So, um, you know, it's very like Brit on Brit at that moment, because if you don't watch Great British Baking Show, you don't know, you know, but um they have had several crossovers that have been really fun in the last couple of years because they're just a joy. All of the ladies on the show are just freaking wonderful. Uh, some of them and the wee English fella <laughs> and the wee English fella, <laughs> who will just be a constant source of mockery, um, but love, loving mockery uh, yeah. for the entire series. <laughs> More mockery than loving, you think? Depends on who it's from. I just like I Jerry. See. I feel like he's in the same box as Jerry. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, very true. Michelle will never stop giving him the shit. That's for sure. It's just never going to go away. 
Um, (laughs) And that's okay because she wouldn't be herself if she didn't give him shit all the time. Right. (laughs) So um, I feel like, well, obviously spoilers if we haven't already, you know, talked about that um, because we're going to be talking about the entire series. But, uh, you know, I I feel like I don't even know where to start. So I want to start with Sister Michael because she's so amazing. Awesome. She's such a gem. Um, she's like the nun that I would want to go to school with. Like <laughs> if you had to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love her because she's the most <coughs> non nunny nun ever. Like that's, I think mm-hmm. what, like I went to Catholic school growing up. There weren't many nuns in habits, you know, like the sort of classic nun. Most of the nuns mm-hmm. just dress like older ladies who were very conservative. Um, We had Irish nuns in my school. My principal was from Ireland. So I got like a little slice of something similar to Mm -hmm. their experience. Um, But no one was like Sister Michael. She's like the most non-nun nun ever. And I love that about her. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Her and her DeLorean and her, like, she's just amazing. (laughs) Okay. So I did not know this. Until I was in Belfast. Did you know they made DeLoreans in Ireland? No, I did not know that. Was that like I a didn't reference that. that I so, didn't get? So quick sidebar. <laughs> so I was standing outside of a church in Belfast on this tour. And kid you not, this DeLorean is parked in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, my God. And so all the tourists are taking pictures of this car. And they're like, it's the Back to the Future car. And our tour guide was like, oh, yeah, no, we built those here. Uh, so so, that's, are there, so there's there's a lot of them there's a lot that's what i was gonna say like so are yeah. there a lot of them or was this still like a uh like a you know one-off thing no i guess it's it's not so uh, here's no. me going how fucking random is it that sister michael is like driving through the back country of northern ireland in a freaking delorean turns out not that weird i'm not apparently not that weird man so they i guess they built they built them there and so a lot of people still drive them wow see i completely misunderstood the reference i was like how fucking random that's hilarious see i watched it on the plane had no idea then i went to belfast and i heard that and i was like oh my god amazing amazing i learned something today and i cracked up at that Mm -hmm. reference like you know as as an American, I was like, how often, like, where the fuck did she get a DeLorean from? Uh, turns well, out, <laughs> now I know. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably one of her family members or, like, you know, you just buy it used or whatever, like, if they're all over the place. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And I also liked getting more of her backstory of her yeah. being from a Gaelic-speaking village, mm-hmm. which is... Um, there's still a few from my understanding, but I thought that was hilarious how like everybody <laughs> thought that that lady was like just drunk and out of her mind. And they're like, no, she's just speaking Gaelic. <laughs> like, <laughs> she was a little uh, like we had the subtitles and she was a little uh, little in know, her own world. <laughs> I really liked when Sister Michael was like, no, you didn't see the devil. Like, it's, you know, just. Calm like, down. Oh, the lady down the road still that person you know like it's a <coughs> small town mentality is similar no matter where you go very true <laughs> feels a little homey as much as it feels different um mm-hmm. but yeah i loved loved that episode that sort of halloween 
kind of episode. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. Their little yeah. road trip to the to the village. It was just gold. Everything from yeah. them in that van, like that little camper van, kind of trying to like make their way through the world. We're all teenagers who've been on a really unfortunate road trip and this was theirs. <laughs> they go on a few unfortunate road trips, come they to do. think of it. They do. <laughs> but I like I just remember like when I first watched it, I was like, huh, sister Michael's just gonna Yeah, here, take the school van and go to my house and uh, clean it up. Whatever. It's fine. That would never happen to her. (laughs) They have a special relationship. (laughs) Slash, she's just looking for free labor and doesn't really give a shit about the church van or the school van. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things about her is that she just does not give a shit. No, not at all. Everything is tiresome to her, and I feel that energy deep in my soul where she's like, oh, for fuck's sake, like all the time. And I'm like, yeah, girl, I I get it. (laughs) Teacher and hates children. You know, like I understand her on a very deep level. Yeah. You know how she she is the only person who's not impressed with that priest. (laughs) All that. Oh, man. You know, she doesn't give a shit. She just doesn't care. Um, but I, on the same, on the same side of, you know, that situation, I feel like when you go to Catholic school and the rare, like, you know, attractive priest comes about, everyone is like, oh, cause you're used to your priests being like very old or like very, you know, sort of like grandfatherly. Mm-hmm. So they had a little sort of flea bag moment of like, oh, a hot priest, everyone go after him. Like, you know. <laughs> just sort of a novelty that does not come out about very often. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I understand them on a very deep level. <laughs> Having been a high schooler, I'm younger than them. You're younger than them. I started mm-hmm. high school in 1998. So, which is when they're like sort of graduating. Um, <clears throat> so they're a little older than me, but still gives a lot of good nineties nostalgia. If you're in your mid to late thirties, I feel like this will resonate mm-hmm. very well um, to everything that they had going on <laughs> culture yeah. wise, you know, like the, the bands they liked the, Oh, the, the spice of, girls. Mm. Yeah. I was <laughs> the spice girls, Moby, like all of that. I was like, yes, all of that was like such a thing, you know, um, their obsession with Chelsea Clinton. Like it all felt very in the same yeah. sort of cultural wheelhouse to being a, a teenager in the nineties and the early two thousands. I was right there with them standing mm-hmm. online to get concert tickets. Like these were all things that I <coughs> understand I and can relate to. I didn't do to. that, but <laughs> I did know about fat boy slim. So yeah, <laughs> they just, uh, they, they hit a perfect like cultural time. Their little bur- like a uh, butterfly bur- like everything it was mm-hmm. just. I feel it all. Yeah, yeah. Michelle's big ass silver hoops. Yeah, <laughs> the jean jackets. Like it was just mm-hmm. such a. The aesthetic is perfect for to hit that like nostalgia button. It was great. Yeah, I loved it. The, the pure time before the internet was like giant and everyone was on their phones all the time. <laughs> it's just amazing. Ah, oh, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you had to pick one of the girls to say that they were your favorite, I know we did, we did like, which dairy girl Um, do you feel like you are when we went over season one? So now I'm going to ask like, now having seen the complete series, who do you think was your favorite? 
That is really hard because I like them all for different reasons. I agree. But I would say Michelle probably makes me laugh the most. <laughs> Absolutely. So I would say probably her, mm. but it's like a very slim margin that she like because I, I love Orla. She's so fucking weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, probably Michelle. How about you? Yeah. So I really love Michelle. She makes me laugh the hardest. Absolutely. I think from a like character perspective, Claire is probably my favorite. <laughs> Um, just because she, she has that like tightly wound, like type A personality that I relate to. Um, she's an overachiever. I relate to her there as well, but yet her love and support of her friends and their love and support of her, like her character journey was just so wonderful throughout the series. Um, I just, oh man, she like really got me every time in season three specifically. I was just like, oh girl, I'm pulling for you. Like I feel for you. She just, I felt such like, I wanted to just be her cheerleader so much like throughout the entirety of the season. Yeah. And well, and I think like another reason I liked uh, Michelle's story in season three was when they told more about her brother, Mm -hmm. y'all, um, Cause you know, she, you know, she's Michelle. She puts on the Michelle persona mm-hmm. and it was just nice to kind of know that she could be vulnerable and, yeah. you know, nervous about things. And she wasn't sure how she felt about him being mm-hmm. involved in the IRA. And I thought that was really interesting to have that be the argument between her and Aaron. And Aaron. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seeing that deeper side of her. I'm sure that definitely came up for a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and Erin is very opinionated. <coughs> She's like, you know, she wants to be an adult so badly. You know, she kind of like has that, that sort of like, oh, I've seen so much of life. I have opinions about everything and they're all so informed. But like she still got confronted with an experience that she didn't really understand. And I, I thought that moment between the two of them, which kind of lasted like that whole sort of episode <laughs> with the, with the party and everything. Um, but it, I liked that because you don't get over that in five minutes. Yeah. It felt really real. And there's Claire stepping in to like bring everyone together, you know, like, Oh, it was just so great. Like it really showed off their, the dynamics of their friendship so well, like mm-hmm. the good and the bad, you know, they're having like this big fight and it's over something really grown up for them. They're not fighting over like, you know, you stole my bedazzler or whatever. Like they're fighting over something real. They really mature my bedazzler, <laughs> right? It's unacceptable. We are not friends anymore. If you steal my bedazzler, um, what am I going to do with my denim? Uh, but it will know. not be bedazzled. <laughs> I can tell you that. Oh, what's even the point? Um, but you know, this, this idea of like, oh, they have something <coughs> legit to have a like real grown up argument about, like, it's about politics. It's about, you know, like, uh, like family and like right morality. It's, this is a very grown up disagreement. I was very proud of them. Yes, absolutely. And, they and as a viewer, I wasn't even sure who I sided with yeah. on that because yeah. I understood what Aaron was saying, but I also understood like for Michelle, that's her brother. And like, she mm-hmm. didn't make that choice. And it sounded like it was an accident. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of like, 
oh, yeah, I don't know if he should be. And especially after I was in Belfast and I saw the murals and I heard the stories about how the, the Catholics were treated in jail and stuff, I was just like, yeah. ooh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it like, if it was an accident, but then I don't, ooh, I don't know. It was, yeah. Yeah. It's and really I- complicated. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and their, their use of like a very personal story to two of the main characters, um, to kind of highlight a larger issue like that was that's just the brilliance of this show to me is that they make it very personal and yet they're talking about bigger things, mm-hmm. you know, and like you, there was no right decision. It's, you know, it's a decision that they as a as a country and as like a group, like, you know, they have to make this decision. Someone has to decide something. But how the hell do you make that kind of decision? when there's so many different sides to it and when it's very like, you know, morally questionable, like, you know, well, is it a case by case basis? This was an accident. So it's different than one that wasn't an accident. Like, how do we know it's an accident? All of that kind of question, like it's messy. It's not going to be simple. So having it come up for them and having it like make them have to have that hard conversation in a very personal, like small way was just genius writing. I was so impressed with the writing in season mm-hmm. three overall oh, yeah. with how they kind of handled that. Like we are invested in these characters. We love them. We know about them. We're still learning about them, but they're interacting with and affected by this whole world that's around them. So like they're teaching you about the, the situation through their very personal experience. I love that. I thought the writing was brilliant. It, it was. And I was really impressed, as I said earlier, with the episode about the mothers. Mm-hmm. Like, it was funny, but it also just, like, showed how things had changed, but they hadn't changed. And yeah, I don't know why I didn't understand earlier in the series that they used to be friends with Jenny's mom. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't know why I didn't connect that. And so it also kind of, to because like, it is kind of a small town situation. Yeah. And so... I think it's cute that all their daughters are friends and everything, Mm -hmm. but interesting that the rift between them and Jenny's mom has carried down into like Aaron and Jenny and all that kind of stuff. So I, and I thought it was funny how they had the Canadian cousin instead (laughs) of me. And yeah. (coughs) Yeah. It's great. No, it was great. And the, the fashion was amazing throughout that episode. It was oh hilarious. Um, and then when they finally did the big reveal of like, you know, that it oh was about the, <laughs> it was the tattoos, about the, the tattoos. And then I was, I literally went like, oh, cause then you learn that they all have these matching tattoos and like, it kind of bonds them as like a friend group. And they just, they, they um, reflect their daughter's friend group dynamic so perfectly. And it was just such a heart, such freaking heartwarming TV. It was great. And then, of course, the little thing at the end, like, these aren't our pictures. What the hell? Like, you know, like, these are us. still a bit of a still yeah. a bit of a disaster, <laughs> even throughout all of that, mm-hmm. you know, like heartwarming loveliness and, you know, like memories. And then they're like, oh, fuck. This uh, isn't even us. Oops. Like, great. No, and I, just, I laughed so hard when they were like, oh, well, we can't tell the girls that we've got these because then they'll never listen to us ever again. And <laughs> and then I just the, all the husbands were like, what? How have I never seen that? Like, oh, we're, we're just so good with concealer now. <laughs> <It's> great. <coughs> 
And I could yeah. totally see their group of like the dairy girls, our dairy girls going and getting tattoos and then being mm. like, you know, like, oh, we can't show anyone because we did this like rebellious thing. Like they really are so similar to their parents, which again, brilliant storytelling, because as a teenager, as a swatty teenager, you think like, ugh, my parents will never understand me. They're nothing like me. But like they were exactly the freaking same. <laughs> making all the bad decisions lusting over all the boys doing stuff that was rebellious exactly the same mm-hmm. it's amazing <coughs> excuse me now, i know our parents would never have done that or been that way but you know <laughs> mm, my mom would have <laughs> does she I have think. a secret tattoo i don't know got? i don't want to know but i could see that being a thing um and I also liked that we got, I feel like we got to see more of Jerry and Joe, mm. which uh, I appreciate because I, I don't, poor Jerry. <laughs> I love him so much, <laughs> but he gets so beat up on because like uh, James, he's not from Northern Ireland. So yeah. I just feel like that is why Joe is so like, I hate you. <laughs> and he's just, just so poor and like long suffering. Yeah, and he, I mean, there's a lot to deal with in that house, you know? There's a lot yeah. going on. There's a lot of, of very strong female characters running around, doing a lot I, of things. <laughs> I can't remember which episode it was. I think it was the first one in the third season, but I about I about spit my drink out on the plane when he when he pulls the, the girl's side and he's like, hey, when you go rent a video, you can't rent that American gigolo thing that's not age appropriate. And they're like... We didn't do that. And, the, and their mom was like, yeah, no, leave him alone. It's, yeah, it's fine. And he's like, well, that's interesting. I think that was the first one or the second one. <coughs> Very early ones. Yeah. Um, hilarious. He ha- definitely has the, uh, like, oh, the the women in my life are a little, little crazy. Yeah. And, you know, like, what you going to do? <laughs> I thought that cool. was a funny joke. And I was... I like cheered for Mary when she finally stood up for herself and she's like, why do I have to do everything in this house? And yeah, she just wanted a day off, man. (laughs) Uh She just needed that day off. She is quite the character. Mary. She, uh, every time she opens her mouth, I'm like, Oh God, what's going to come out of it now? (laughs) She's just so funny. And yeah, I liked that she, she did that. And I, I, liked the how that storyline of her and the plumber it was like kind of funny but it was also like but from Aaron's perspective it was serious yeah and, and upsetting and upsetting and like I thought was... that was I thought that was really interesting uh because you know when you're growing up and you're learning that your parents are people mm-hmm. and like that is a possibility or something like that I thought it was interesting to see that from all the perspectives you know, yeah. Marys and Jerry's and Aaron's and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and and then a plumber. Of course, the yeah, of course the the obvious you know course of action is to stalk your mother. <laughs> you know, because you're I not mean, gonna <laughs> when you're like 17 though. Isn't that what you would do? I'm sure, and you would completely misread the situation just like she did, and uh, you know, freak out on your parents just like she did. <laughs> 
<laughs> make a fool of yourself because you don't know what's going on, but you think you do, you know, <laughs> and that's a hundred percent what would happen. Clearly but it's, I don't, I liked that, you know, I mean, it, it was a bummer that it ruined their Spice Girls performance. Yeah. Which kudos what to James for do? wearing that dress. But <laughs> I, I liked that because like in the seasons before it's built up that like Aaron is scared of Mary and, and saying, I mean, who wouldn't be right. <laughs> but she finally, she was like, no, this isn't right. That's not right. You shouldn't do that. And I, I was like proud of her for like standing up, even though she was wrong. Yeah. She thought she, she was up for right. her dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stood up for her dad and her family, and she was like, Ma, what the fuck are you doing right now? Like, this is, how could you, mother? You know, like, how could you do this to our family and and to to your husband? And yeah. Poor Jerry. Definitely, yeah. Poor Jerry. He's just long-suffering. I know, but, and then I love that he was like, well, then you should go back to school. Yeah. Uh, He's supportive. He's supportive, Jerry. He's a good man. I mean, he, he puts up with his father-in-law who hates him like all the time. You know, he is a a good dude. And Seamus the cat. He puts up with Seamus the cat. He does put up with Seamus the cat. <laughs> Leaving the, the roadkill on the... Like, <laughs> oh, Killing man. a neighbor's rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. He has many... Uh, Jerry has much a, a complex life. You know, he, he has a lot he going on. There's a lot on his plate. He does. Um, so I um I wanted to talk about the the uh, guest stars and the cameos of season heck yeah. three because they Let's were go. bitching. <laughs> I was not ready for Liam Neeson. No, that was, was a surprise. Not, like I know he's from Northern Ireland, but as soon as he opened that door, I was just like, "Whoa! How did they afford him?" That's it. They're going incredible. out with a bang. I loved it, and I and I really. So when I was in Northern Ireland, like we're on this tour, they talked about Liam Neeson because he's from there. So he's right. from Ballymena, which he makes fun of in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he grew up Catholic. And he got beat up a lot because he grew up in a Protestant town. Mm. So I thought it was funny that when he was on there, he played a Protestant officer. Yes. And and stuff like that. I don't know. It just added, like, this other level of comedy <laughs> to it. But I, I think that was really cool that they got him on there. Yeah. I wonder how much of it was, like... <coughs> oh, I love this show and the story you guys are telling and yada, yada, yada when they called him or he called them or whatever. Like, I really want to know the story of how that went down because I feel like he couldn't have said no if they asked him. Oh. No way. No way. Um, And if he asked them, if he asked them, that's just amazing. Like, either way, it's just wonderful. But, like, I kind of want it to be that he was just a big fan and was like, oh, if this is your last season, like, I so want to be on the show. I hope that's what it is. And I think that he does. I know he's known for action and stuff, but I think he does comedy so well. He was very funny. Ridiculous. I mean, his character was, like, ridiculous. But he was so funny. Even funnier with how, like, deep his voice is. And he sounds so, like, you know. He's so serious. So he has taken. such gravitas. He's yeah. Aslan, you know. But, like, <laughs> I just, I was so happy to see him on there. He was delightful. Delightful. Just mm-hmm. wonderful. And I thought it was funny that Michelle was trying to hit on him. <laughs> how could you not? I mean, do we blame her? No. Yeah. No, not at all. You know, he... No. Uh, you have to. How could you not? 
You know, like you just that's something that has to happen. Um, right. And I and I also liked when he came back for like a hot second during the like voting montage. Yeah, at the very end. Mm-hmm. And I liked that his character didn't seem sure about how they were going to vote. Yeah. Which he again. Was, like really thinking about it. Yeah. Understandable. You know, like he has a very specific experience, his character. Um, mm-hmm. of what happened, you know, but Liam Neeson is old. I'm sure he was old enough to vote Yeah, at the time, you know? Um, so I, I like to think that there was a little sprinkle of like him remembering his real experience in that sort of like very nonverbal like moment mm-hmm. that, um, his character had, because of course he's an amazing actor and everything like that. But like that must've hit very close to home for him. I'm sure, because I, I believe he's in his 70s. So, so he's he, totally, yeah. He Because it started in 1969. So, I mean, he was definitely around and, you know, I'm lived sure. Lived it, lived through the vote. I'm yeah. sure he must have seen things and all that. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, like I said, we drove through his hometown, which is like a pretty mm-hmm. small, I'd say it was probably like 10, 20 minutes outside of Belfast. So he would have been, like, pretty close to the middle of all that going on. Yeah. So it's a very, um, that just makes me think that, like, he should have approached them, like, even more, you know? Mm. Like, that's what I want the story to be, is that he just thought they were doing such an amazing job and wanted to try his hand at some comedy, um, but also serious. Serious Uh, comedy? Serious comedy. That's the genre that I firmly put this Uh show into. (laughs) Yes, yes, dark Comedy for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also love Ardell O'Hanlon personally. And I don't even um, know who that is, but okay, so he plays <laughs> their cousin, Ewan. Okay. Uh I think is his name on the show. The the cousin uh where his uh roof collapses mm-hmm. and he comes and he stays with them and he's got the shorts and he was the one who had the mom that died after Mary Kirster. Yes. Um yes. He is, is he a, famous? Yes, he is a um a stand-up comedian in Ireland. Ah, okay. And I have seen him on Taskmaster, mm. which is very big in my household. Um <laughs> and to me, he is just like the the cutest, sweetest little Irish guy who you just like you, you just like I want to hear him tell me stories <laughs> over a pint. That's what I want. Oh, yeah, um gotcha. And I was really bummed out because he was going to play in Galway two days after we left. Uh, and I was like, no, that would have been so it. cool. Um, but he does the the Galway Comedy Festival a lot. Mm. Um, but mm-hmm. he's he's like Ireland famous, I guess you could I say. You. Um, but he is, I think, not... He's like from like right along the border of Ireland mm. and Northern Ireland. So... I'm sure he like knew a lot about all that stuff too growing up, but he was uh, not technically Northern Irish, but yeah. So I, I get a kick out of seeing him every time. And I just think his character is so funny with the shorts. I don't know why. <laughs> Cause it's just ridiculous. And you're like, Man, <coughs> you are just ridiculous. Um, but that's cool. I mean, it's great that, you know, they got some good cameos in their, uh, last season and he was in the first season too right yeah he was in the first season that was when his mother died yeah and then he shows up again 
and it's the like terrifying callback. Yeah, the the uh, hash scones. That was, that was the episode he was in. Um, Got it. The funeral yeah. episode. Yeah, the funeral episode. Um, mm. Yeah, so I was glad that they brought him back. And then I haven't seen any of his stuff, but the guy who plays Colm is, mm-hmm. I guess, Ireland famous. He's a comedian as well. But I huh. I only know that when I was like kind of doing some research, but I, I don't believe I've ever seen any of his stand-up or anything, but... Yeah, I don't recognize his name. I'm looking up right now. Kevin Mc- McLear. McLear. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. So I'm guessing he plays himself more than anything else. Like a co- comedian, you know. Yeah. Um, But I'm looking. <coughs> I don't. Hmm. No, he only has five acting credits. And uh, none of them are things that I have ever seen before. Yeah. Aside but from Gary like- Girls. I like that they went and found people that were, like, Ireland famous and, you know, yeah. got them to participate and didn't, I don't know, outsource as much as mm-hmm. uh, maybe other productions would. Totally. Yeah. And I'm sure it's lovely to see, like, when you're, you know, just like an American comedy, when you see someone that you're like, oh, my gosh, I know who that is. Like, mm-hmm. I watched their comedy special or whatever. Um, it's just very hometowny. It feels very hometowny, even if it's from your whole country. You're like, oh, I know who that is. You know, it's just a yeah. great like little feeling. Um, and I know I would have completely guest starred on this show because it's like 90s throwback. It's hilarious. The cast is amazing. The writing's amazing. Like, what's gonna make you say no? Completely. 100 yeah, yeah. percent I'm in. Well, and I feel like they it was quality all the way through. The Definitely. entire series. There's not an episode that when I rewatch it, which is often, I don't <laughs> I don't want to skip over anything. Yeah. I don't Yeah. There's not an episode I don't enjoy. And I think that I I am a little bummed out that there won't be more, but on the other hand, I think it's like this perfect little encapsulation of a place and a time. Mm-hmm. And I you know, I understand because, like, like we said, um, uh, oh my gosh, the girl who plays Claire, whose name I already can't remember, Nicola, whatever her last yes. name is that I still can't pronounce. Yeah, um, <laughs> she had to move on for Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. It was going to take up all of her time because I think I don't watch Bridgerton, but my understanding is that her character is going to be the main story of the next season or whatever, so they wouldn't have her very much. And yeah. I'm sure that, you know, the others probably want to pursue stuff. And you're not going to yeah. look 17 forever. So right. I think it... And, and the story's been told. I mean, where do you go from mm-hmm. there? Yep. So. They've, they've told the perfect... Like, they ended it in the perfect place. There isn't... I mean, of course, you could continue to tell stories. And, like, you know, they've done a lot of interviews with the cast and the writers where they're like, oh, here's where they would be, like, you know, in 20 years and all that kind of stuff. So, like, yeah, you could do any and all of that. But they really ended it so perfectly. And it was a story that started with a definitive endpoint. Like, they knew where they were going. Mm -hmm. They knew that they were going to lead up to the vote and the, you know, like, the, the sort of the decision, the collision between the personal and the political. Like it was that way the whole time they were building up to that moment. 
It's the perfect ending. I wouldn't have it any other way. The only thing that I didn't like about the ending, and the first time I've I've watched it and I finished it on the plane, I had to mumble grumble to myself about it, (laughs) but I didn't think that the Chelsea Clinton scene needed to be included. Mm. I, if I were editing it, I would have ended it where they're all walking out and the, and the grandpa and the little girl are holding hands that I thought was like, that's it. It's like perfect. Beautiful. End it <laughs> the end. right there. The end. The end. Yeah. Oh, it's still yeah. going. Yeah. And I, the Chelsea Clinton thing, I mean, it was kind of funny, but I, I don't, that's the only part of the whole series that I'm like, what? Yeah. I feel like they had to end, like the, their impulse was to end <coughs> something comedic, like something absurd and something, uh, spe- yeah. you know, specifically that was like, Oh, of course, they continue to have, like, the worst luck, like, that Mm. the letter got lost, and, like, maybe she would have showed up if the, and, like, their whole lives would have been different, because they would have been friends with Chelsea Clinton, you know, like, it's (laughs) sort of that last little, like, damn, (laughs) like, they just cannot catch a break, Um, and I get it, you know, you want to end on, like, a funny moment of, like, oop, yep, life continues to just, like, crap on them (laughs) in little ways, Um, but... I really, I loved that, like, last shot of them leaving the boat. And the conversation. I cried. Oh, the conversation between Aaron and her grandfather mm-hmm. when she didn't know what to do. And, and he was like, you know, well, you're, like, I'm not voting for me. I'm voting for you and for, like, the next generation. And, like, oh, I freaking loved that like that had way more emotional weight to me and the chelsea clinton thing was just kind of like huh at the end you know like it made me go like that's that's what i mean it's (laughs) like i understand like i would i guess you're right you want to end it on a funny note for a show like that but i would have picked a different one i guess totally i I don't know what it would remember i didn't even remember the chelsea clinton thing like yeah because it's so it really was like a disconnect to me um initially didn't well, even and remember I, it. I like I sobbed through that whole thing with Grandpa Joe and Aaron because, yeah. and I and I, I like when you have a character who's as curmudgeonly as Joe, I guess you would call him. It it just packs so much extra weight when they say something like that, mm-hmm. and I was oh I was a hot mess. I needed tissue <laughs> and it. <laughs> His, just that side of him, that like sort of like sage, you know, it's just that reminder that no matter how angry and like, you know, like kids today, uh, an older person seems they have that wisdom. They have that like moment that they just whip out <coughs> at like, you know, the perfect time to just destroy you and make you feel like, oh my God, like it's just uh, so perfectly unexpected and appreciated. Mm-hmm. For him to whip out that kind of like wisdom of the ages moment and for him to have a I was like, all every boomer pay attention right now. This is the perfect attitude <laughs> to come at. Like, you know, you're not being selfish. You're like looking out for the future of the world, right. even though you know that you won't be a part of it for much longer. That's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. loved it i love that little like message i was like yes everyone who votes should like pay attention to this right now don't have yes. a short-sighted view it yes. was great i loved it mm-hmm. and i liked that they showed 
not just like the main cast voting. You know, like he had Dennis in there, and of course, his <laughs> it was just everyone. Broke. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was and, everyone. And, yeah, and I and I liked how I mean, it's like a serious thing, and it's got the music playing over it, and I'm crying and everything. But then they still had like Dennis breaking his pencil and Orla mm-hmm. drawing a little smiley face. It was still <laughs> like, like little moments. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <sighs> Because it was it. still personal to all of them. They were still themselves and they were going to be themselves even in this like very serious moment, you know, like. Well, and I think it's it a great. reminder because like, I mean, the mo- the main focus of the show are the dairy girls, right? But you don't really think about through the entirety of the series, like, well, what is it like for Dennis? This has to bother him too. Yeah. Or Liam Neeson's character or whoever. It's like, you know, they you go through the day to day. Mm-hmm. And you try and carry on and stuff. But, like, at the end of the day, how could you not be upset? Yeah. And I like that they included everybody because it was about everybody. Mm-hmm. It's also so. a great way to do a finale because mm-hmm. you're, like, you know, remind, you, as soon as you see those people come up on the screen, <coughs> it's, like, the perfect little callback, you know, to get, mm-hmm. like, your whole cast, basically your whole cast in there. And then you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it kind of was like a little just vignette of every character. It's just great. They wrote it so well. Mm-hmm. And they they um, staged it and they filmed it so well. It was like, a, it made me want to go back and rewatch the whole series again, which is exactly what you want from a good finale. Oh, I watched it again on back. the way back. There you go. See, it worked. <laughs> yeah like you immediately want to be like oh these fond memories of these ridiculous people like i want to go back and rewatch the whole thing right away Mm -hmm. um great it's just amazing (laughs) maybe not fond memories about some people but that's okay (laughs) well no but and and i I, like i don't know it was really interesting to watch it on the way there and to watch it after i had been in Belfast mm. and, and saw more of it like firsthand and understood more about the history of it and things yeah. that makes it hit different too, mm-hmm. I think. And it's kind of still like that. It seems to me, mm-hmm. um, I was only in Belfast for a day, but it, they still have barricades up between wow. the Protestant and the Catholic neighborhoods. And we had, we took the black cab tour. Um, and so the cab driver had lived in the Catholic neighborhood during the struggles, mm. uh, the troubles, I mean, and he showed us like his personal photos of him, like wow. standing out in his yard um, with tanks going by. Wow. And things like that. And it, cause like in the show, it's so in the background it's mm-hmm. there, except for a couple of things where, like, the family's watching the news and the bridge has been blown up or, or right. things like that. Or, like, the cops and the checkpoints and, like, all, you know, when they yeah. go on their road trip, they get, like, stopped and searched and they have yeah. to, like, you know, present their IDs and stuff. It happens. Right. And, but, like, actually standing there and seeing, like, to this day, so, I mean, I was in there October of 2022, they still have a fence up between the neighborhoods because they were still throwing stuff at each other Mm -hmm. and they're still arguing and fighting. And they have this gate that opens and closes on a timer every day Wow! to keep them separate. So if you're not home by six o'clock, like you're fucked because you can't get through the gate now. Yeah. Um, and like, I, (laughs) it was like otherworldly. Like they, they led us to the Sinn Féin office. 
So the IRA, mm. that was cool. Mm-hmm. And the lady, yeah. like, and they're like their front window is like smashed in and this lady came out and handed us flyers and and he was like oh you're not gonna fix the window and she's like ah they keep breaking it who fucking cares Mm. and it was just like a normal thing to them still it's just life that like somebody was gonna come along and and commit a hate crime and Mm -hmm. you know it's because it's tuesday yeah yeah it's it it was wild but like seeing it kind of still going on and so you know i asked the guy it's like you know do you think it's ever gonna stop and he's like no Mm. he's like we just at the end of the day like i just don't see how it could because everybody like there's still enough people around from when it happened Mm -hmm. that they're all still mad at each other yeah they still have all their feelings and they're those aren't just gonna go away and it was really interesting and i will say that even though he was catholic he didn't really give a very biased account and he's like you know the truth is we bombed them so they bombed us so we bombed mm-hmm. them back and we did this and you know and we finally got to a point where we were like well you know neither of us are gonna win so like let's just stop and so he took us on both sides of the fence mm-hmm. and the fence goes all the way from the mountain all the way through town and it's wow. like like directly on one side it's catholics and directly on the other side it's protestants and it was really interesting because like on the catholic side they fly irish flags mm. and on the protestant side they they fly british flags sure and on the catholic side they had stickers everywhere that said like he's not my king and like down with charles and all that kind of mm, stuff and then you would go on right? the other side because the time that you were there was also <laughs> yeah. an upheaval time for the UK. I didn't even right. really think about, you know, like how yeah. the, the opinion would be different for something like that that was happening. Well, yeah. And then you would go on the Protestant side and they had this huge mural of Queen Elizabeth. And it's yeah. uh, this was a few weeks after she passed. And there were still like two feet deep worth of flowers in front of her. Mm. Um, in front of the mural mural and stuff yeah. and uh because our driver was catholic we we didn't um get out a lot on the protestant side and sure. like i was actually a little nervous like they they were side eyeing us pretty hard and yeah. it just it, it was weird to feel like i was in a different city on the side of a wall it was weird mm-hmm. but you could still just kind of even like in that scenario it was like they know this driver is catholic and we're on the Protestant side, and it's this tense now. I can't imagine what it was like back in the day. Yeah. And there's still, like, this fence is, like, 50 feet tall. And the people on the Catholic side, where we were allowed to get out and walk around on Shankill Road, which is, like, where the first bombing happened, mm. um, they had built cages over the their backyards because the Protestants were still throwing things up over the 50-foot fence and landing it in their backyard. Mm. And so I was it keeps like, stuff out. They basically like, have to like yeah. protect from the air. It's yeah. wild. And I was like, I just, you know, and so we had to have, you know, we're American. We don't fully know. All we ever heard was there were troubles and mm-hmm. they couldn't get along with each other. And I, I knew there was Catholics and there was Protestants. That was all I ever knew. And he finally explained it to us. And I was like, oh yeah, no wonder everybody's pissed. Yeah. Like, you're not familiar you should definitely look into it um because it it was 
way more complex than I had realized. And it also makes me like when I go back and I watch Dairy Girls, I, I understand why they give James such a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Even though both of his parents were Irish, he was just born in England. But, like... <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's, that makes him English. Mm-hmm. And, like, to them, you know, to... Yeah. To, like, he's an outsider. And he will stay an outsider, even though he's an honorary dairy girl. Yeah. You know? and to the it, point where they didn't even want him to go to the boys' school in the town because they were afraid for him. I mean... That's yeah. funny that he ends up at an all-girls school. But it's real. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's serious. Exactly. So it, yeah, it was uh, definitely interesting. So if you ever do get a chance to go to Northern Ireland and go to Belfast, and they still have the Black Cab tour, do it. Especially like watching uh, that or the movie Belfast before mm-hmm. and after. It just it's it it hits different. I don't know. Yeah, but um, it was very interesting, and. I didn't get to Derry, but a friend who was also in Ireland at the same time, because the world's that small these days, <laughs> um, she went to Derry and she showed me pictures of, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, so is it like, are they capitalizing on the Derry girls stuff? And she's like, uh, nope, there is one mural oh. <laughs> with the, um, with the Derry girls and James on there. And then otherwise you would have no idea. Mm, so they're not leaning in they don't nope they don't, don't care, care. Mm, well you know they're like we got stuff to do that's a very dairy yeah thing like that feels very you know of the community to be like eh, whatever like we don't have time for that shit you know yeah <laughs> exactly so Gotta i thought that lives. was interesting yeah so and she yeah. said that um they had because uh, the girl who plays Aaron and the girl who plays Michelle are actually from Derry. She said, so they actually have a more toned down accent. So she said everybody in Derry was really hard to understand. Ooh. Yeah. So they put the TV version on. <laughs> yeah. So sure. I was like, oh, okay. Because I had a hard time in, in parts of Belfast where I was like, I'm mm. sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure we're both speaking English? Because I have no idea what you just said. Can you write that down? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And then when you drive out of Belfast into the smaller towns, like, again, we didn't go to Derry, but we went to other places. So, like, around the Giants Causeway and stuff like that, it was interesting to see, like, this town flies Irish flags, this town flies British flags. Mm. And you could see, like, well, this town leans one way and this town leans the other way. And so when I was reading about how Liam Neeson grew up Catholic in a Protestant town... Mm -hmm. It was just like, okay, so I see why it was tense, like, everywhere. Yeah. So not just along that road in Belfast, but, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, no, thank you. I'm good. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I think the the Catholic-Protestant thing is big all throughout the UK. It's, like, a very big part of Mm. people's identities, and it makes it just very tense, (laughs) you know, and... When it becomes, like, so codified and, like, so physically violent, that is a tough time. That has to be a tough time to grow up on well, one yeah, side of the fence or the other, you know? Like, I really feel for 
the characters in Dairy Girls. It takes me right back to that episode. I think it was season two when they had the schools like meet each other and they were yeah. like, let's talk about what makes Protestants and Catholics the same. the same. And then their whole list was like, this is why we're different. Like, you know, Catholics hate ABBA and like <laughs> Protestants put their toaster in the cabinet or whatever it was. Like it was yeah. just... Like the most mundane things, but they were so focused on the differences and the tension between each other mm-hmm. um, that they couldn't escape it. Even these like school kids. Well, and I mean, like much smaller scale example is like, you know, part of my ancestry is Irish and and part of my family was Catholic and part of my family was yeah. Protestant and it was a problem. Mm-hmm. So they went to a place where it wasn't a problem. Yeah. So... You know, I fa- my family came from around Belfast, and you know it's hard to find a lot of information about them. But from what I have gathered, it it seems like yeah, somebody was Protestant, somebody was Catholic, and they couldn't be together, so they ran off to America. Yeah. So and that was like way before the troubles started. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's been a thing. Since, since there were Protestants. <laughs> well, since the crown gave land to Scottish immigrants. Sure. That was the yeah. whole big thing. But yeah, so I mean, it's so it's like that cab driver said, uh, you know, it's like even even though it's over, it's not probably ever going to be over, especially since that fence is still there. It just like automatically yeah. puts in your head like, well, you're from that side of the fence and I'm from this side of the fence. And mm-hmm. that means we must hate each other for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to continue going down the generations when you live in a literal divided place where, like, you know, you're only allowed to go through the fence at certain points in the day. It's going to make people feel different, continue to feel different. Yeah. And so we uh, on the Protestant side, they have what they call the peace wall, Mm. which is like this big mural that so many people have signed, you can't even really 100% see what the mural is anymore. Um, but we went over there and, and signed it, and they were like, oh, Justin Bieber, and everybody's, the Dalai Lama signed it, and all this stuff. And they're like, and we still can't get along, even though the Dalai Lama signed this thing. And it it's interesting, because, yeah, and I think that, like, that really shows in Dairy Girls, of, like, they do have, like, a sense of humor about it, I think, because mm-hmm. they have to. Yeah. Yeah, you have to get on with life. You have to live. So like how do you how do you make that work for your brain and like work for your life? It's it becomes something absurd, but well, still and, true. And I so with Brexit, and I didn't even think about this until I was over there and they were talking about it and they're like, "So now there's a new problem because of mm. Brexit." Mm-hmm. Because some people live in Ireland, but work in Northern Ireland or vice versa. And right now it's a soft border, which means you don't have Mm. to go through anything. And so they're like, so if they do Brexit, if it becomes a hard border, how are we going to, yeah. Like how am I going to work? How are we going to do this? Like what, what happens? And do I have to take my passport with me every day? And like all this kind of stuff. And so it's made things tense now between all of Northern Ireland and Ireland because neither of them really feels like they have a choice. Yeah. And so yeah. it's just like, oh, man, you guys. <laughs> just problems on top of problems. Yeah. Just it's not getting any clearer as time goes on. Yeah. So I didn't even think about the Brexit thing until I was over there and somebody mentioned yeah. that. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's a really good point. 
And like, <coughs> I mean, it's either way, it's going to be difficult. Either way, there's going to be people who are upset. Like no matter what happens, it's not going to be a definitive like, well, we made this decision and now like, you know, everything's done. Like we can close the book on this. Like it's just, it's not going to go away. Right. And so, and so it's like you said, you could continue Dairy Girls in that way. Totally. If you wanted, but I think it, I think it was really well encapsulated. And I feel like most of my questions were answered. If yeah. not in the show, then the creator answered them outside. Mm-hmm. You know, she said like, well, James and Aaron do end up together like 20 years down the road. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, not right now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, and, you know, because I always wonder like, oh, you know, did Aaron ever write a book? You know, what happened? Yeah. Like, did Claire have a nervous breakdown? You know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Like, what the fuck did Orla do after school? Became an artist. That is in my um, head. That is exactly I would like what think, happened. I would like to think <laughs> that she became a step instructor. Oh, of course. No, my or, mistake. Yeah. Or like a dance <laughs> teacher or something. Because she loves the dance. Because she was gifted. Yeah. She loves yeah. the dance. Yeah. And I would so. completely read Aaron's book or newspaper articles or whatever. Like, I think that 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 is completely something that she, in my mind, like did. And it went wonderfully. And, you know, like she just had continues to be so opinionated. Um. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what Michelle would do. And you probably know, become a nurse like her mom. I don't know. Can you imagine her taking care of people though? I think she'd be hilarious. I would, <laughs> that would or be the she best just day. like becomes the new Dennis, you know, or there like the new the new Fianella. <laughs> I could no, see that I feel like her her um, caring side would come out as she got older, and she would want to do something good for other people, and she would become a nurse. Maybe, maybe a doctor if she could get through school. Focus for that long. (laughs) Uh, Focus mm -hmm. for long enough to sit her exams. (laughs) Or she'd be a bartender. Oh, on the side. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. But, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like it it ended in a good place. But, yeah, I would have liked maybe a little bit more something about how they ended up or whatever. But the creator gave us that in interviews outside of the Mm -hmm. show. So, I'm, I'm cool with it. But, like the I'm, uh, yeah and I, and I like that it's it's something you could binge the whole series in a day easy completely yeah it's so fast there's like six or eight episodes per season mm-hmm. and like what like 30 minutes each they're really short yeah except so. for the last one is like yeah. an hour but other than that yeah, it's like a double like episode really short yeah <laughs> yeah so definitely doable it's a good like you know if it's cold and shitty outside and you're looking for something to just make you feel a lot of feelings mostly laughter but also some tears and a lot of like you know sympathy and empathy and also give you a huge hit of nostalgia this is the thing like this is the recipe oh my gosh does it yeah it makes you think about your childhood every time you watch it it makes me think about the 90s specifically the fashion um, and you know, like the, the sort of them reading like the magazines and like all of that kind of stuff. It just takes me right back to like, Oh, a simpler time, you know, like that was exactly what being a young teenager was like in the nineties. Like They hit it so perfectly spot on. Their clothes were perfect the whole oh, way through. Perfect. Everything. Everything they wore was hilarious. Oh, like Mary's like frosted hair and mm-hmm. like, oh my yep, gosh. Yep, the holdover from the 80s with the stirrup pants. Like it was just perfect. Oh, it was God, absolutely spot on. pants. I hated those. Can I just say? 
But they were so warm. Your pants never rode up your ankles and gave, made you cold. I I know, but I felt like a tool wearing them. <laughs> and, like, the ones that I had were, like, the stretchy jersey fabric. So it was, like, this isn't, like, yeah, they don't ride up, but they're still so thin. I'm still cold. Mm. Yeah. Dumb. But then you socks. had, like, the monster sweater that went all the way uh-huh. down to your knees. It went down to so. your knees. Yeah. Yep, and many layers and the side ponytail and just the whole the thing. It was just great. Just amazing. I yeah. freaking loved it. <laughs> well, it's cool again, so. It is. Everything that they wore, I feel like I would see right now on Instagram. Like, immediately. So, they picked the perfect time to make this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm going to keep my eye out to see if Lisa McGee, the writer of the show, I want to see if she does anything else. 100%. about like anything in general because like i i looked to see if she had done anything else and she did something called london irish which i'm interested in mm. yeah. i can't tell um like where where i would find it off the top of my head but you have to go i will go find on a, it yeah go on a hunt <laughs> yeah so but i'm curious if she'll put out other stuff or like you know, because now I would think she's got to be a little bit more in demand and stuff. Maybe she has mm-hmm. access to do things she couldn't before. So I'm interested to see more stuff from her. Because yeah. the the way this show was written is flawless to me. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's funny. Great it's touching. It's yeah. everything I want. Yep. I completely agree. I liked it, and I'm not even a comedy person. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, it's one of those rare shows where it was good right from the beginning. It wasn't like, everybody already had a personality, everybody was already set, Mm -hmm. and like, it just clicked right away. It wasn't like, as much as we love Buffy... That first yeah, they season, had to find, yeah, you know, they had to find their way. <laughs> or you go back and you watch Friends and, you know, mm-hmm. Joey's not really Joey yet or whatever. So yeah. it's solid. I'm here for yeah. it. I love it. Yep. They had a strong concept going in and it was just solid all the way through. <coughs> Absolutely. Loved. So anything else you wanted to say about Dairy Girls? Uh, I'm sure, but I can't even remember. So <laughs> I'm just awash in all of the wonderfulness right now. Oh, the one other thing that I was going to say was that I freaking loved that even though it was a, centered around a bunch of teenage girls, romance did not take the front seat. Oh, yes. 100%. Did you, did you read the article from the creator about that? Yes. Yes. I and I compl- was genius. so happy. Yeah. It was a freaking amazing, like the way that she conceptualized it and she really thought it out of like, no, that's, you know, like not what it's about. It's not, not, we didn't want the story to become about that, you know, like we, Mm -hmm. but they also didn't leave it as like a constant, like, what if, like, will they, won't they? Like it came in a few times. There were a few little moments of it, but it wasn't like X-Files, where it was like constantly like, will they, mm-hmm. won't they? Like the tension was always there and you were just like shipping it from the, you know, it, it breathed. It was, um, I, cause I was gonna say, I don't remember really picking up on it until the prom thing. Mm. Yeah. They let it, they let it be. They, let it they just were like, just like, they were Aaron just people. And James were just genuinely friends. Yeah. And then you get older and it's like, oh, you're you are a boy. You notice, and, yeah, like and you, you notice like someone. That. And James is really sweet, and mm-hmm. I I love his character. He's very secure, 
He doesn't mind wearing <laughs> eyeliner and like whatever. And a wig. Oh, he's wonderful. Yeah. And so I, and I, I thought it was cute, but I also appreciated, like you said, it wasn't the center of Aaron's story. It wasn't the center of James's mm-hmm. story. It wasn't like, cause like I was a little like, a, you know, like, oh yay. Like that happened when they were out in Donegal, but like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is that what that's going to that be we're about going? Yeah. now? <laughs> because <coughs> that's, you know, it's cute, but I don't want it to be like, it's like, you know, on Friends, like, you know, it was just Ross and Rachel then mm-hmm. all of a sudden. or whatever. And then it was Monica and Chandler. Yeah. Like, yeah, it and it was the like, center of the story. Okay, but like, what else is going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was glad when she said that, and she's, you know, the if you haven't read the article creator of the series lisa mcgee said that she wanted to address that there was like a spark between aaron and james but now wasn't the right time and the series was more about what was going on in northern Mm -hmm. ireland instead of just teenage romance yeah teenage romance and i was like cool Yes. And I was so glad that that did not become the point of tension between Michelle and Aaron either. Like the kiss happened. She was like, what the fuck, guys? Like, this is not cool. Yeah, and then funny. that was like it, though. Like it, didn't become this, like, <laughs> it didn't become this like lingering thing that like just continuously got brought up and like, you know, just became like a, a festering like center of the story it just didn't i yeah i was gonna say after it happened like after that episode was over they never talked about it again nope i mean they kind of hinted at it a little bit i thought at her birthday party understandable it's a big but big moment you know and and it's like well of course they dance together i mean they're Mm because they're friends and i like that they could just put that aside and like no we're just you know we're friends it's you know whatever but yeah, then she said in that article, she's like, yeah, like 10 years, 20 years down the road, then they, you know, it, that, find all, each other that all worked out. Yeah. Michelle got over it, but <laughs> that wasn't the point of the story of them growing mm-hmm. up. And even I was when, really happy with that. Yeah. Even when you're telling a story about a bunch of teenage girls who crush a lot and talk about boys a lot and, you know, like have, there were no like romantic entanglements that just took over the story amazing right it was just great i think that's hard to do i think that's rare and i i loved it agreed agreed so definitely passes the bechdel test no Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well uh what are we going to talk about next time so we're making a slight Sort of like we, of course, want to go see Black Panther 2 sooner mm. rather than later, but we are making a slight holiday adjustment um, to give you time to get better and be yeah. safely around, able to be around people and all of that good stuff. So lucky for us, maybe we'll see um, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special comes out uh, before our next episode on Disney Plus. So we're ready gonna be able to. Yeah, we're going to be able to watch that. Um, and get a little Christmas on early in December next time. So um, that should be fun. I'm a little nervous because it could be a little ridiculous for me. Oh, um. <laughs> I love ridiculous. You know how I love ridiculous, especially I do. If it's and holiday, you love Guardians. Ridiculous. Yeah. And you love This is like made for you. It seems like, like very teamworky. <laughs> They're trying to cheer up Quill. I'm about yes. it. It's going to take all and, of your boxes. And, 
we get some Kevin bacon. So yeah, hey. just sprinkle a little bacon on the top and we're ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be talking about next time. Um, the special will be available on Disney plus starting on, I think November 25th. So right like at, mm. you know, Thanksgiving, they're getting their Christmas on right away. Um, so you've got some time to go and watch it, maybe watch it more than once. Um, and then we will be back to discuss. Hell yeah. <laughs> and hopefully so then, you won't have to hear me coughing anymore yeah, yeah i hope you feel better by then oh my gosh it's been like forever already it feels like I, and it's time to just yeah release the beast so like for real take it from me even though i did all the things i was supposed to do it can still sneak up and find mm-hmm. you um wash your hands and it still sucks hand sanitizer yeah. it sucks you don't want it take care of yourself please <laughs> Everyone take care of yourselves and we'll all wish Jill feels better very soon. Um, And we will see you all in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.